shut up and dance is a good way because most of us are mulling over, you know, our fears. We're mulling over our trepidations. We're mulling over our our doubts, things we're worrying about, whether it's what we should have done last week, didn't do, or what I can do, or what's going to happen. And, you know, but if I say shut up and dance, you're going to laugh and you're going to be here dancing. You know, it might start feeling silly, but soon, you know, or you might, you might start feeling annoyed at first moving, but soon it will get silly and then it will become enjoyable. Welcome to the Movable Podcast, where we interview using an occasion, movement, and play from around the world. Here's your host, my daddy, Brian Lane. In this episode, we talk with Guy Thorne of Future Point Dance. Future Point is a reggae ballet dance company based out of Rochester, New York, and it blends a ton of different disciplines and styles into one dynamic show. Guy's the co-founder of the company, along with his wife, Nigel, and together with their dancers, they've performed all around the world just in the past decade. Guy shares with us how he got started in dance, why it's important for us as humans to move more creatively, and offers some tips for some of us non-dancers out there. I really enjoyed this conversation with Guy because I've known him for years, but never really had a chance to talk this in-depth with him about something that he's really passionate about. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Movers Podcast, Guy. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show, Brian. No problem. So my goal with this episode is hopefully just enlighten people on dance, because before I met my wife about 12 years ago, I knew absolutely nothing (laughs) about dance. And I would say I know a little bit more now, but I still don't know that much about it. <laughs> Not a dancer, don't enjoy dancing, um, but knowing her and knowing you guys through my wife who dances with you guys, um, I see the importance of it. Yeah. I see the joy that comes from it. Uh-huh. Um, so I just was hoping to talk to you today and let you kind of share some of that with everybody else. Um, yeah. But I guess first, before we start, do you want to talk about where you grew up? All right. So, uh, let's see. So I grew up in Guyana, which is in South America. And, um, but my, but then I I moved to Jamaica, but when I, when I was born in Guyana, um, Guyana is a very, uh, multicultural society, um, in terms of, you know, it's predominantly East Indian. So it's almost like little India in South America. Um, and so, um, that being said, it's a, it's a plethora of different things being thrown at you all the time. So okay. you have women in saris, you'll have everybody cooks curry. Um, hmm. but then there's also a Chinese population. So everybody makes fried rice at home. So okay. it's, it's, um, it's it's such a so everybody learns grow, grows up learning to cook curries, fried rice, and then the African based foods like what they call pepper pot and stews. And so, um, a what's step, a pepper pot? Pepper pot is a is as actually a like a Native American dish, which is basically oh, okay. um 
it's a it's a stew that's uh mm-hmm. it's a dark stew that the native americans used to make and um they would just it never goes bad because of the this thing that they use called casrip which is like a okay. uh <laughs> i know we're not talking about movement here but yeah, um, that's fine. but but um it's casrip which is a mixture of uh it's made from cassava but it helps to kind of keep the meat from going bad Okay. You can keep the fire going for years and years and years and just keep adding meat. It's this crazy dish. Hmm. Um, okay. But just to give you an idea of the array and spectrum of experiences um, that mm-hmm. I was born into. And then I moved to Jamaica, which was um, um, a different kind of cultural experience where Jamaicans believe hard in anything they believe in. Um, okay. you know, if they believe if they love reggae music, they believe reggae music is the best music. <laughs> if they love, you know, rice and peas and stew chicken, they believe they make the best, you know. Um, and so you kind of have this kind of deep pride, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two things uh, coming from a spectrum of experiences and then growing up in Jamaica where, you know, culturally it's all about having pride in who you are, what you do, how you do, what you like. Um, uh, those two things kind of helped to shape uh, yeah. me. Um, and so, and then I ended up moving to New York City where I started dancing some more because I started dancing in Jamaica. Um, I went okay. to college. There. How old were you when you moved there? I was 10. So okay. I moved there when I was 10. Um, and then do you remember why you guys moved there yeah my father was a is a sugar technologist uh which is oh um, really yeah he's a sugar engineer so um huh, that's cool so he moved to jamaica as the uh, uh vice president of the sugar corporation uh of okay. jamaica and so that's how we ended up uh moving to jamaica so that's how i ended yeah. up there and then after huh. that um went to high school um, and then I went to college and that's where I started dancing. Um, okay. and you know, of course you learn as a male, you know, most times when you come into dance, um, you come into dance, uh, like street dancing first. And then hopefully mm-hmm. somebody says to you, Hey, you know, you're good. Maybe you're pretty good. Yeah. Maybe we can like refine your style. It's, I guess it's the equivalent of an athlete of somebody, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, you're good at throwing balls, but you know, maybe you can like, you know, perfect, you know, strategy and skill and understanding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so you, you know, you, you, your, your mind gets opened up and that's how I ended up dancing and uh, training with somebody. Okay. Saw me. And, now, yeah. Were you in college in New York city then or in Jamaica? In Jamaica. And then I okay. knew after I graduated college in Jamaica, um, because I went to college at 17. So I went early. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. so I was out uh, by 20. So when I got out, it was like, I guess the only place to go and make a career as a dancer is in America. Because nobody's going to mm-hmm. pay you full time to dance in Jamaica. <laughs> They're going to yeah. be like, no. Um, yeah. So I moved to Jamaica, moved to New York. And mm-hmm. um, I started dancing at the Dance State of Harlem, which is... America's premier black ballet dance company, um, um, which was started by Arthur Mitchell. And um, I had a chance to train with him and take classes with him. And um, 
and that you know opened my eyes up even more to just technique and being able to hone your skills and then i auditioned for garth fagan which is mm-hmm. the choreographer for the lion king which then gave me an opportunity to move to rochester because every all of his dancers live in rochester and so okay. that's how i ended up upstate new york you know okay yeah. Now he, I had heard his name before, mm-hmm. but knew nothing about him. Yeah. All, all I knew about dance before I met my wife was <laughs> dance rehearsals and recitals with little kids. That yeah. was it. Yeah, that was I didn't it. even, I didn't even know it existed as a profession. Really, <laughs> once people got older, I know, right? <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. It's like it's the same. It's the equivalent of how like, um, like social media managers. You know, you tell some people like you can get paid to just like post for people and you know post their do their posts and make sure their 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 um instagram page looks a certain way and all of this you but oh, like, yeah. you pay somebody to do that yeah you know it's yeah, a full time job right yeah. um, same way with dance um you know it's such a niche kind of um um field you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, it's a performing arts. Uh, and, and I think, okay, so this might be jumping ahead in our conversation, but, you know, when it. we, when we talk about moving and movement, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we, we think of our heads, uh, we think of ourselves more of, as heads and less as bodies. You know, uh, okay. if I, if I ask, if you say, guys, send me a picture of you, I'll send a picture of my head you know from my Mm -hmm. neck up um Hmm. and this is like a fundamental issue that we have with our bodies you know it's kind of like our bodies seem to be dangling you know from our heads and and any any kind of movement that really delves into some kind of expression um that's not easily understood by thinking is what does that mean you know Hmm. Um, and yeah. you, you can see that, like, if you go through culturally, um, you know, somebody, for example, moving their waist in one culture, it might mean, oh, you know, um, you know, this just symbolizes freedom and joy for me. In the next culture, that's sexual, you know, mm-hmm. that's uh, a no-no. Um, and you can see, you know, you see how we have, like, ideas about how we move and you know so um Mm -hmm. um when we come on to like moving and dancing and being and being okay with um movement we have to like understand that we have to be okay with that we have a body that we have Mm -hmm. a body and it moves in many ways and you know so a lot of people don't get into dancing or or come across dancing because our society is kind of set up where People don't go dancing in the street. You could go, no. you could go running in the street. You could go yep. playing. You could go play ball in the street, but you don't yep. go dancing in the street because dancing yeah, in the street, right. um, it symbolizes um, expression that that doesn't necessarily fall into a category. Like if I mm-hmm. see you, you know, playing with a ball, then I will go, oh, he's playing with a baseball. That means he's playing baseball. Okay. And I can, yeah, um, good point. you know, put that in, I, I can categorize that. I see somebody moving. What are they doing? Are they crazy? Or are they, you know, uh, do mm-hmm. I do, do, is that okay? You know, should you do, you know, so 
So we have those those things, you know, when it comes on to movement, even though when you're a child, you know, the only thing you want to do is move. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and we see that with our kids. You see that. Exactly. We have, yep. we have kids the same age. And, um, you know, it's, do you want to wiggle? You want to jump? You want to squirm? Mm -hmm. You want to, you want to leap? You want to dive? You want to, it's about mm -hmm. movement. Um, you know, and even, even children, if they're unhappy, you say, let's go outside and play. Okay. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <Yep>. know, <laughs> So, so anyway. right now I'm reading a book called Daring Greatly by mm -hmm. Brene Brown. I think is the author. Basically, it's all about vulnerability. And to me, dance makes me feel very vulnerable, very insecure. Yeah. So if I have to, if I am going to move in some kind of unscripted way, like you said, I, <laughs> I can throw a ball, I can play catch, I can move in a certain way like that. But if someone says, go dance, go move your body yeah. in the way that, in the way that you're feeling. Yeah. That to me is the most vulnerable place yeah. to be. So, oh yeah, I give you guys a lot of credit because you're really just putting yourself out there. There's nowhere to hide when yeah. you're moving your body. Nowhere, nowhere to hide. No, 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 nothing to hide behind. You know, the, mm -hmm. the veil of the veil that you can have with thinking and um, and doing prescribed movements um, goes away, and there's just the you and the freedom. To move, which you know, your body wants to move. Um, mm -hmm. You know, your your mind um, wants to make wants to protect you, and uh, mm -hmm. it then goes. It runs through all the things that could be potentially damaging <laughs> before it acts. Yep. You know, it goes well. Mm -hmm. Wait, and this happens to dancers too, because, for example, if a if a person is trained in ballet and modern dance and then you say okay now let's learn some tango wait what i uh i don't know how to move my body in this way and dancers mm -hmm. do come upon it um i think dancers might come across they might have more experience in overcoming those sensations quickly you know um, mm -hmm. but dancers still go through it you know we still go through that part like oh what hmm. might you be learning something that's outside of your culture you know yeah. um you don't you're you you know vulnerable you're less likely to be vulnerable or willing to be vulnerable you know um but you know when you talk about vulnerability i mean that's the only way you find out anything yeah you're right right it's like how do you know you can kick a ball if you don't let yourself try <laughs> mm -hmm. right it's like oh next time i'll kick it with my other foot then but if you never yep. know you're like uh, uh. so yeah vulnerability yep. is quite a um it's 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 a, it's quite cathartic if you give in to that you know let me mm -hmm. try and see what happens but yeah yeah because i mm -hmm. i think about what you guys do and i I, the only way I can describe it is I think it's more of like a blend between being an athlete, being an mm -hmm. artist and being an actor mm -hmm. sometimes. Cause like you said, if let's say you are dancing or let's say you fall or something happens when you're out there and you feel vulnerable or you feel like you're nervous or crushed or whatever, you can't show that you're on a stage in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people. Yeah. <clears throat> and they didn't buy a ticket for that. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're right. They didn't buy a ticket to see you fall or to see you, um, you know, unless that's what. But you said it really well when you said part athleticism, part artistry, and part um, more, part, part, um, and I'm, I'm probably not saying as eloquent as you did, but, and then part uh, acting, performing, mm-hmm. um, embodying, you know, um, Cause it's funny you say that about embodying because um, I saw a Ted talk and I can't remember who, um, but this mm-hmm. lady, she was talking about, um, um, they were talking about anxiety and um, they found that telling people to um, put their hands over their heads. Like if you were like doing a winning pose, like you were like pumping your fists in the air for two yeah. minutes before you go into an interview. Those people hmm. did exponentially better than those who didn't. Okay. You know? And um, hmm. so the whole concept was embodying confidence is a good way to get into being confident, you know? Hmm. Um, and so um, when you think about children and moving and so forth, um, embodying, embodying um, a sensation or a feeling might 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 be very um important for them to learning to learn how to how to um assess or even how to conjure up the power they need to do certain things you mm-hmm. know um it's kind of like it's a it's a better version of saying fake it till you make it yeah you know because you you fake it till you make it um you know um, but if you don't, if you're not willing to fake it, then, you know, but yeah. movement does get that. outside your comfort. Zone. Exactly. Cause movement mm-hmm. does that because you can say to somebody, um, you can say, well, you know, what, what, what does it, how does a person walk around if they are, um, if they, if, if you, if you feel loved, how would you walk around? You know, you probably walk around mm-hmm. more proud, and you know, yeah. if you feel like mom or dad doesn't isn't happy with you right now, how would you walk around? You know, <laughs> and so you get these different. You you get a play of levels. You know, mm-hmm. you engage them. You know, they're they're learning levels, but they're also realizing that they're the the way in which their body is shaped tells other people about how they feel. You know, mm-hmm. and so it could give them even a way of expressing themselves. You know, yeah. when words elude them, they could, you know, I, I feel like this, you know, you know, and they use their body mm-hmm. to express that. And you can then, so movement can then be a, a doorway into another kind of communication between a teacher and a student or a parent and a child, you know? Yep. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're, and then also, you know, if it's a classroom setting, then, you know, you're, you're getting in certain kind of concepts, like, like I said, levels, you know, mm-hmm. you know, what's high, what's happening in the high space, what's happening in the medium space, what's happening on the floor, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, you get to play with them like that. Yeah. yeah and I, I think as a PE teacher, from my standpoint with that, I know a lot of us get sucked into thinking like locomotor skills and things like that, gallop, mm-hmm. skip, which is really important, mm-hmm. but it's easy to forget about the creativity piece and levels and mm-hmm. moving in different ways to express yourself. Yeah. Cause I, I think it's really easy with little kids to 
give them too much structure and try to force them to move a certain way. Yeah. Um, so I always have to, I know I have to remind myself when I teach to try to let them explore, be creative and figure out their own ways to do things and, yeah. and move in their own way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because I mean, and that's the place because I mean, if you think about, if you think about um, life, most of life turns you instantly into uh, into a paralyzed person. Even going into my car right now, instantly mm-hmm. I become paralyzed and my car becomes active. Hmm. I'm sitting. Okay. I'm sitting. I don't move anything. Mm-hmm. And more and more the car becomes autonomous, the less I have to do. Hmm. You know? Yeah, that's a good way to so, look at it. Yeah, so so for the most part, Everything else is taking away my physicality. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, my computer just makes me, you know, before yep. I used to turn and push and pull knobs and, you know, maybe my grandparents, that's how their life was, you know, it's a stick shift, you got to move it. I don't yep. have to do that. I yeah, hit the button, I pull it into gear, I press the lever, and I'm good. Um, mm-hmm. And so, um, so much of life, like you're saying, um, and the experiences that we have take us away from movement. And so, mm-hmm. you know, being able to learn movement, but like you said, also embody the creative aspect of it um, is really important to developing developing your application and synthesizing of it right mm-hmm. because you want them to n- not only take it from from what we have done in class today but i want you to use it sometime in the future on the field and recognize that this is what i'm doing oh here i'm doing a run here i'm doing a skip like you know i should skip mm-hmm. over i might get there quicker or you know if i run i get there faster versus if i walk oh you know like you know, but you have that kind of um, freedom to play around with it and then mm-hmm. be able to synthesize that into other experiences, I think is really important, you know? So what what uh, what advice would you have for someone like me, let's say, mm-hmm. who I understand the, import- the importance of dance, I understand expressing yourself through movement, but I'm really uncomfortable and have no idea where to start. Do you have any, any suggestions for someone who might think the same way I do. They want to dance, but they don't know how. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So I would say this. Um, music helps. Mm-hmm. Music helps. Um, and um, the good thing about music is that music can come in tempos. You can have fast, slow. You can have moderato. You can have legato. You can have all these different ways you can move to music. Um, and then each each movement that each music also kind of within the 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 i guess the the like i said legato and so forth you'd find yourself moving slowly right and Mm -hmm. so you there are some movements that are slow and some movements that are fast so you put on music to that Mm -hmm. makes you move slow and you move slowly to the music all right and then you put on music that makes you move fast. You move fast to that music. And then within that, you can start playing around because um, as you move slowly, many things in the world move slowly. Honey moves hmm. slowly. Uh, molasses moves slowly. Um, 
as an animal animals move slowly and so all the things that diverge out of the concept of moving slowly you would start bringing those in same thing okay. with fast you know um things that move fast um pop Mm-hmm. So then it, you start popping, you start jumping, mm-hmm. you start jumping around. Um, um, you know, you, you, you know, you're late for a bus, you walk fast. Um, you know, you, you, uh, you're running to go catch something, you catch it. Um, so those are things that I think, um, like playing around with music for somebody who's new to moving and dancing, because um the part where you might say well you're moving to a technique you don't necessarily need to move into a technique you just need because dance is anything Mm -hmm. the first thing you did was a dance it was your heartbeat and it was going boop Mm. boop boop you know and Mm -hmm. there was a there was a uh um uh, a contraction and then an opening a contraction and an opening a contraction and opening and that is movement you're constantly moving. You're constantly dancing. You know, there's a beat happening inside of you, a rhythm happening inside of you. Um, and sometimes that rhythm is slow and sometimes it's fast, you know. And so the, you, you build on concepts like that to get the free kind of movement, the, uh, the freedom to just move and go and, you know, and then you develop from there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good advice. I'll have to try that. That's how I time. do it. That's how I do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, or, or you just write down a series of movements, wiggles, um, um, wiggles. Uh, oh, this is another one I do. Okay, shape. Okay. You got shapes, right? Um, so mm-hmm. um, the world is full of shapes. Um, some things are round shapes, like a ball. Right. There's some things that are tall shapes, like a like a pin, like a tree. It's very tall, right? So they they tend to be very vertical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have things that are walls, like a wall on a building. It tends to be wide and expansive, right? So you have this whole wall. So then the movement becomes expansive. Um, if you are thinking of a pin, then the movement will be narrow. If you're mm-hmm. thinking about a ball, then the movement will be round, right? And we know round things have curves. And so we're, we're going to explore round shapes, right? Making yourself into a ball or rounding yourself around something. And then the other one is vines, right? Things are like spiraling then. You know, they spiral mm-hmm. around each other, right? A staircase can spiral right and so okay. twisting spiraling movement so we're working our full body by thinking of these shapes um round okay. shapes you're gonna go over and up right so there's a curving and an arching spiraling there's a twisting yes you can spiral hmm. your arms your feet your legs your neck can spiral right we're going narrow shapes we can make narrow tall or narrow or narrow on the ground Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's the other one I said? Um, the ball, wall, pin, you know, uh, yeah. you know, tall like a tree. And, yeah. You can yeah. be tall like a tree. You can be round like a bush, you know? Hmm. Um, and so those things help 
um, to then generate the kind of creativity and movement, freedom of movement, you know? See, that's what fascinates me with, of, of the dancers that I've met, mm-hmm. all of you guys seem like you do an awesome job with analogies. Like yeah. those seem so simple, like, oh, round like a ball, like yeah. seems so basic. But to me in that moment, my head, my brain doesn't work that way. So if someone's like, oh, move. And I'm like, I have no idea what to do yeah. until someone like you says, yeah. oh, try to be round like a yeah. ball. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I think that's because we can only, that's how we learn movement. Because say, for instance, mm-hmm. you came to me and you said, okay, guy, I'm going to put a dance on you. Okay. And you okay. go, I want you to go over. And I'm like, over how? <laughs> then you'll go yeah. over, like round over, like a ball, or maybe from where you come from culturally, you might say like a, like a car tire, <laughs> like the tire on a bicycle, you know, you're like, oh, yep. okay. And so, yeah, uh, movers, movers tend to think. Um, I don't even know if there's a word like an- analogically, analogously. I don't think so. But anyway. yeah, maybe that's the one. <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, yep. thinking in the forms of analogy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, also storytelling. Uh, okay. Storytelling. Um, a lot of. Um, old cultural stories um they do a thing called uh, passive learning with mm-hmm. um within the culture they might say okay we're gonna teach we have to teach these kids to farm okay but there are no school books there are no there's no there's no there's only oral history and so dance played a role in that because um mm. for example to farm you have to get a seed and you have to plant it now how do they pass it on for example they will say well everybody we're going to take out our shovels and we're going to dig up the earth and so the hmm. first dance they learn in the series is a digging movement so everybody okay. is digging 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 right and they learn to put their hands out like a shovel and they're learning a scooping action right hmm. then they learn to scoop right so they learn to dig then they might have to learn to um, chop. So everybody might put their axes over their shoulder and chop. X and a chop. Uh, X and a chop. Then they might learn how, they might have to learn how to plant the seed. So they have to plant the seed and they might have to stamp it in the ground and hmm. plant the seeds. Plant mm-hmm. the seeds. So then it, so and then after they plant the seeds, then they, it'll grow and then it'll have harvest time and they'll have to learn to pick 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 and bundle it and put it in their backpacks and so Hmm. at the end of the at the end of the session with the children every day they learn how to plant by digging up the earth chopping the trees Hmm. planting the seeds and putting it in your backpack now that child might think oh yeah i learned to do that but one day in the future when they're parents are grandparents and old and they're mm-hmm. there and they now have to grow food for their children what do we oh, they sing the song back right dig up the earth plant the this the that the that the that and so my point is is that um we can also use stories um a story a short story you know because a child could go on a journey you know you can reenact mm-hmm. the story you can reenact the story, you know, 
Little Red Riding Hood goes walking through the woods. Doop, 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 doop. <gasps> you know, <gasps> you know, a wolf. Ah, how does a wolf look? Ah, who's going to be the wolf? Oh, you know, get more into it. Hunch your shoulders. Move your arm. <clears throat> you know, and you're, hmm. you're getting them to express themselves. And they're showing, you know, um, but th- within it, they're making shapes. And they're probably changing levels because maybe when they have to hide, they have to go and hide and crouch down. You know, now, mm-hmm. now you're a, you're the huntsman. You're the you're the huntsman. You come to save the day. You know, you have to lift your chest up. And so you could use stories too to, um, you know, take a child through a process of movement. Um, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily say, oh, I'm dancing, but it's more uh, a mix of physicality and, uh, yeah. you know, acting, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And kids love that stuff, too. They yeah. eat that stuff up. Of course. Of but course. I think a lot of us forget. I, to me, yeah. I would have a book out and I would read them the book. I wouldn't even think about acting exactly. things out or acting out the movement, but... They want to move and they can listen at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. And this comes back to like um, when I was saying growing up in Ghana, um, because of the the multicultural part of it, um, Mm -hmm. I was, it was always okay to add things in, you know, even in the, even when I'm creating dances and making work with my dance company, um, I'm always reading a book on architecture i'm reading a book on um i'm reading the reading the book reading something from a science journal because i'm trying to add that in i'm trying to mm-hmm. think you know especially with movement there's so many movement modalities being created weekly you know mm-hmm. um and new ways new somatic ways of 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 um you know, strengthening your body or healing your body, new ways, new ways constantly coming. And, you know, um, it's only a matter of time before physical education, because in the beginning, physical education was, dance was a part of physical education. Yeah. And, um, but they moved it out, I think, because dance Hmm. was broke. You know, <laughs> you know, you Maybe, know, I don't know. You know, it's like they were like, nah, we're not getting the endorsement deals that we were looking for. Uh, no. mm. um, but, you know, dance was a part of physical education. I think um, slowly, you know, if, if, if people in uh, the physical education world see it as an opportunity to add in new modalities, you know, new, mm-hmm. you know, to see it as, um, did he see it as something that can uh, uh, improve or add, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, further develop what they're also doing, you know? Yep. Um, like you said, it's like, wait, I read the story and they like to move. They can move and do the story at the same time. Oh, good. You know, we, mm-hmm. you kind of bring those two things together. I think um, that's the sweet spot, you know? Yeah. 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 And I don't, Obviously, I don't dance, but one thing that I think that we have in common is that we both learn through movement. Mm-hmm. And I think I think a lot of people do, and a lot of kids do, especially. Like I know if if I had just watched a YouTube video on how to shoot a free throw, I could watch it a million times, but I won't know how to do it. No. But if I do it, or if I put movement to what I'm trying to learn, I'm going to remember that a lot better. Oh yeah. And that's what I think is cool about the storytelling thing you're talking about too. And you don't have to do it just with a story, but really with anything. Just mm-hmm. adding, adding movement and allowing 
kids mm-hmm. to come up with their own movements to go with it is huge. Yeah, and and then also the the thing I would say is you know the silliness of it is the vulnerability of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, because uh, even when I'm playing with my child and you know he's like, let's do this. You know, let's come come under here, come under the tent. Oh gosh, okay, I gotta get onto the tent. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. you know, you know, you try to come up with excuses. Oh, I'm too big, I can't get fit in there. This and that. Versus, yep. you know, and then you go, ah, whatever, screw it, I'm going yeah. in. You know, yep. and you go in you there, and you get in there, and you're in this tight space with them, and you're like, this is fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, like what you're saying is like, children are willing to you know, go into the unknown much quickly mm-hmm. and, and uh, easily than the adults, you know, teaching them, you know, mm-hmm. teaching them to be brave. And yet at the same time, we're like, let's be conservative. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. And it's like how you find a middle ground of being vulnerable, but then, you know. Yeah, and kids are great teachers of that. For <laughs> So to back up a little bit, we yeah. we haven't really talked about your company at all. You mentioned it a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and I may have mentioned it a yeah. tiny bit in the beginning. But yeah. so you are a co-founder of a company called mm-hmm. Future Point Dance, yeah, and you're a co-founder of it with your wife. Yeah, can you explain that whole situation? Uh, well, she's the real boss. And I'm just yeah. the figurehead. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I thought. No, <laughs> as with most wives, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, we started the company um, like about ten years ago, and we okay. um, we we just wanted to um, bring. We wanted to uh, what you call it? Uh, synthesize and synergize many different um, performing arts. Um, styles dance styles mm-hmm. um we wanted to bring in we wanted to make a company that wasn't wasn't bent on like okay this is the only way we look you know um mm-hmm. and so we brought in magic we bring in magicians um we've we've collaborated with artists you know painters um and um and then i do multimedia um projections and so mm-hmm. And then, um, and then we also do work where, you know, you know, we use text and um, poetry, and so it's 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 the same kind of thing that I'm explaining. Where it's like, oh, we want to do dance, but you know, we want to make it more universal. We want to make it more relatable. I think when mm-hmm. when you keep anything in one one place, you you slowly narrow to the point where you become myopic in your, you know, in what you can see as possible, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we made a company that, you know, um, anything was possible. Anything can happen, anything. We can go in any direction at any time. And, um, you know, even though we're still doing dance and it's always going to be dance-centric or uh, dance you know, you can see the dance in it. Um, there are other things for you to come and see and experience. So that's what that came out of. It was either that mm-hmm. or a cooking or a, or, or a restaurant, but uh, we were like, okay. let's just go with the, the dance because we both love food and love to cook, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Um, so 
Yeah. Man, one thing I've noticed watching you guys is, especially you and Agel, is mm-hmm. just your passion for movement. Just mm-hmm. you can see it all over you. It's almost contagious. It makes yeah. even as a non-dancer, it makes me want to join in yeah. somehow, even yeah. though I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> but uh, yeah. where where do you think that comes from? Like why why do you think dance is so mm-hmm. important to to you guys? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just remember my father saying to me, he was like, um, because my father's an engineer, so it's like different Mm -hmm. side of the, you know, it's like a different mindset. Yeah, different mindset. Um, He he gets the inventiveness part of it. um, Okay. But, you know, the dancing and so forth. But I I had a very supportive dad. um, And he said to me when I was about 15, he's like, well, you know, you can be good at anything. Just be good enough for so that people can pay you for it. You hmm. know, it's um, good advice. And yeah, and this was like I was like, oh, okay, all right. And um, and um, and that was because uh, and that came just before he said, oh, I think you could do that dance better than you did today hmm. in the show. Yeah, you know. And then he says, you know, but you know, this is what this is what life is. It's like you get good enough at something and people will pay you for it then you're good enough to do it you can make a living doing it and um and that's always been um the the north star for me you know that guy mm-hmm. light is like you know if you're good enough at it then people will see that and, and and the universe god will make room for your gift you know he will mm-hmm. he, because i didn't decide that i was good at it it it, it came up out of me and mm-hmm. you know people in my environment you know said hey you know you're good at this you know you should try this blah 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 because coming out of jamaica there's no you know i mean there everybody knows every dancer everybody knows every dance school everybody knows everybody so um just coming out of that and just just saying you know what if i'm good at it i can be good enough to get paid and it's just mm-hmm. the way um Nigel, um, her stories that um, she was like a prodigy in Jamaica growing up. She was very good at ballet, just out of the gates. Um, wow. Yeah, and so she was going to Venezuela to study as a child. Excuse me. Okay. Was, um, you know, she studied in Cuba. And so she had a very long career, um, an early career dancing professionally. Since she was 15, she was touring. I'm doing a lot wow. of that very early. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, um, you know, she was one of those kids that would go to school with money. And like, oh, hmm. I'm not, you know, because she's 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 working, you know. Um, yeah. She's, she would get off of school to go on tour. Um, and so she was dancing professionally from she was 15 uh, wow. for a long, long time until we met and, um, you know, and then we started doing the dance company and and running the company so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah man i mean that's what's so hard with i obviously i think that's great advice that your dad gave you and i think that's great advice for anyone but Mm -hmm. what's so tricky and i see this with my wife because Mm she has a a normal nine to five job Mm -hmm. right now but she loves to dance Mm -hmm. so it's for people in your position trying to be an artist basically I mean, there's so many challenges that you run into oh, trying to get your name out there, trying to make ends meet financially, and you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I was—I must say—I was very lucky that many things lined up. 
Um, mm-hmm. Because when I came to America, I didn't have a, I couldn't work. I came to go to school. And um, okay. um, usually you don't work on a student visa. Um, hmm. And so your next best thing, if you, if you graduate and you don't get a job, you go back home. You know? hmm. um, and so, and then, and then for a company to hire you, they have to, it costs them um, to hire an immigrant. Um, so, mm-hmm. so immigrants coming here and it's like, yeah, 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 we'll just come and live in America. It doesn't really happen like that because hmm. you can't get a job that will give you any kind of sustainable anything if you are okay. legal. And so companies have to hire you. They have to see in you. Okay, we like Brian. Um, so we're gonna pay for his visa applications so that he can hmm. be uh, given the opportunity to apply to get a green card or to get a work visa to be in America. Um, so, which I'm sure that whole process takes forever. Oh, yeah. I would imagine it takes about a year. And, um, and then, you know, um, so that was my challenge coming up here was finding a company that would hire me. And I auditioned over and over and over and over here, there, everywhere, spending money, travel here, Salt Lake city, back to Cincinnati, back to New York, back traveling around, asking companies Mm -hmm. to, um, work for them. And, um, I was lucky that. Garth Fagan of Garth Fagan Dance, you know, um, actually, let me tell you what happened. I went to the audition and I did not have, um, I went to the audition without a, what do you, what do you call that? A resume. Oh, okay. (laughs) Right. So I go to the audition Uh and they go, and I show up at the door and they go, um, where's your resume? Where's your headshot? And I go, I don't have one because I have no money. <laughs> Why to pay somebody to take a photograph of me? I have no money. Yeah. I have no. I'm I'm living at I'm living at somewhere where I'm just renting a bedroom. Uh, I'm just going to school, dancing, coming home. You know, um, I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about that. So I get to the audition. They go, "You don't have a um, um, a resume." I'm like, ah, oh, I left it at home. I don't have a headshot. I left all of that. I just came. So they say, and they say, you can't audition. I go, but you want dancers, right? The lady says, yeah. yeah. I go, well, I'm here to dance. She goes, <laughs> okay. And um, she gives me. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So she gives me the number to put on. But okay, Mr. You know, I totally didn't put my number on. So I'm auditioning. So while everybody, while the um, directors are looking, you know, and marking off names and eliminating and so forth, I'm the one person out there dancing around without a number, without <laughs> a without a, a photograph, without a resume, nothing. So it worked out for me because they were like, "Yeah, you stood out." Who are you? What yeah. are you? What are you doing? Who are you? Who are you? And um, yeah. so when they came and who are you? Uh, I'm Guy. <laughs> so I introduced myself. I'm Guy. I'm, you know, and um, I'm like I'm I'm here 
I'm, I dance in Jamaica. I dance for Dance State of Harlem. I'm, you know, and um, so they go, okay. And they just give me a number then and there on the side. Um, so I got the number. And so for the whole rest of the audition, I was kind of like the person that everybody was noticing um, mm-hmm. for good or bad. Um, yeah. But it worked out for me. Um, hmm. But, you know, in the dance world, um, it's a it's a challenge um, when you think about finding a fit and and being mm. in a place where um, people can see you. Uh, that's the challenge, because if I were to stay in Jamaica, I would not have mm-hmm. had the career that I had dancing professionally, because nobody would have seen me. Nobody would have mm-hmm. had a chance to hire me, you know. Um, and, uh, but then your exposure to Jamaica kind of helped. created the type of dancer you are. Yeah, that's yeah. what's tough. So that's the catch-22 and the thing about it, um, you know. Um, and also, you know, life doesn't unfold in the way in which we think, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't always uh, develop and grow into what we think it should grow into. Um, because I'm glad that in one way, Brittany, your wife didn't dance and go away because she would not have had a chance to share her special talents with me in yeah. terms of dancing for me. Um, we probably would not have gotten a chance to meet. Um, you probably would not have met her if she went off, you know, so all no, these like all. things, you know, um, even when I left Garth Fagan dance and started my dance company, if I'd left Rochester and gone and did it somewhere else, I would have a different experience, a different life. Um, you know, and so um, the the part where um, you enjoy the life that you have and enjoy the, the talents and the skills and um, and then knowing that somehow it will work out. I guess this is what they mm-hmm. call faith in the Bible, you know. Yeah, that yep. thing is like, oh, do you know? I don't, but I just know. I yeah. don't know, but I know. You know. Yeah. Um, and it's that liminal space that you you find yourself in, and if you stick with it, you know, all your dreams come true. You know, regardless. And you need that now more than ever. Yeah. With everything going on. Yeah, with everything yeah. going on, you know, it's like faith and realizing that, you know, the limitation is 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 burgeoning new things you know um and new mm-hmm. new because i'm i'm like i'm i'm i didn't i don't even know how long you had this podcast um <laughs> but it's amazing you know um yeah, and we and you probably me and you've known each other maybe five years now right but yeah. not until um uh, mr covid19 came around, you know, we now have the opportunity to sit down and have these kinds of meaningful conversations, you know? Mm-hmm. I um, agree. Because me and you have conversations all the time, but now we get to record it. And we get yep, to share exactly. it with people and, you know, um, so I think it's like, you know, we never know how it's going to turn out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. So I got a tough question for you. If you were to make a billboard Mm -hmm. trying to convince kids or just people in general Mm -hmm. why they should dance Mm -hmm. or why dance is important, 
Mm-hmm. What would you put on it? What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you dance? <laughs> if you had one one you... chance or one way to tell someone yeah. why they should dance. Um, I think I would choose the line from that song that goes, Shut up and dance with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's your destiny. Ooh, ooh, shut up and dance with me. And I think because, you know, that's that line is so powerful because don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Don't, 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 you know, go over and over it. You're going to dance, you do it now. Because dancing is, it only happens now, you know? It's like, it, you know, when people talk about being in the moment, you can't dance next week. Hmm. Or you can't dance yesterday, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like you can have a thought about the future, you can have a thought about the past, you know? But you dance now, you know? The movement is happening mm-hmm. now, here, you know? Um, and so shut up and dance is a good way because most of us are mulling over, you know, our fears. We're mulling over our trepidations. We're mulling over our, our doubts, things we're worrying about, whether it's what we should have done last week, didn't do, or what I can do, or what's going to happen. And, you know, but if I say shut up and dance, you're going to laugh and you're going to be here yeah. dancing. You know, it might yeah. start feeling silly, but soon, you know, or you might, you might start feeling annoyed at first moving, but soon it will get silly and then it will become enjoyable, you know? Hmm. Um, and so I think shut up and dance with me, you know, would be my. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, man. <laughs> Um, so I just got a couple more questions for you then I, cause I know we're, uh, running low on lower on time here, Yeah. but what's, is there anything that you're working on now? It doesn't even have to be the future point, but is there anything going on right now that you want other people to know about? Yeah. I know it's tricky because we're in a situation yeah. where you can't really have shows or anything like that, but yeah, well, right now, um, me and my wife were working on, um, intimacy, um, Okay. And uh, intimacy between couples, um, um, and that intimacy can come in the form of cooking together, um, hmm. working out together, uh, meditating together, um, uh, you know, um, touching each other, cuddling each other, mm-hmm. communicating with each other, you know. Um, so uh, that's what we're working on. Just um, Developing, developing, um, because me and Nigel, we work together and mm-hmm. we live together. So we spend a lot of times together and we're, you know, we have, we've, we've created devices and things that has helped us to not argue and, uh, hmm. to, to develop a better line of communication, understanding what, what, um, what one needs versus, you know, it's like, for example, if if I go to ask her for something and I'm talking to her like I'm talking to one of my boys, it might come off like a challenge. Hey, can you do that? Blah, blah, blah. You know, versus, um, you know, um, having a conversation about, um, you know, praising her and saying, you know, hey, I really like when you make this, blah, blah, blah. 
Mm-hmm. In my mind, I might come across like, oh, he wants me to do that. Versus if I say, can you do that? And then it might come across mm-hmm. like a challenge, like, excuse me, who's doing that? And that yeah. develops into other things. And especially with the COVID and us having to share the same space and, you know, people, mm-hmm. you know. And then even the downtimes, even the, you know, um, you know, the part where you meditate and connect, you know, whether it is mm-hmm. praying together, whether you're praying together or you're just taking a moment when the children are asleep and you're just holding hands and even eye gazing, you know, like hmm. when you just started dating, oh, I'd look into her eyes all day. Oh, yeah. All the time. All yep. the time. Now, if she looks into my eye, I'm like, what, what, what? Is there something wrong? Is there yeah. something in my eye? What, what? And those are the things that we want to, you know, um, get back to and mm-hmm. understand, you know, remove our, our projections of each other and so forth. So that's what we're working on, developing just those kind of techniques and so forth so we can share them with people. Yeah, that's great. That's really good because yeah. I could use that advice too. I know, yeah. like, so I'm an introvert mm-hmm. and so I'll feel stuff. I'll have things going on, but I just, I don't talk that much and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to express those feelings, mm-hmm. even if it's good stuff. Yeah. So I know for me, a lot of times there'll be things that I think about Brittany, yeah. but I won't say, you will say. and then time will go on and I'll realize, man, I didn't even compliment her on I'm the dress not, that like, in my not. head. I knew it looked amazing, <laughs> but I didn't right. say anything. Exactly. 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 And it's like those kind of things that, um, you know, we can just uh, get better at and, and learn how to communicate. And, you know, because, you know, when I, when I always say, when I, when I get old and, and I'm eating and the food is falling on my mouth, I hope you're there to yeah. pick it up. <laughs> and yeah, I can, clean and I'll do up. the same for you, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's like, hmm. it's, it's getting back to that, that love and that connection that you have with, with that person that you chose to be a life partner, you know? And, it's like, you know, loving the imperfections and the perfections and all of it, you know, at the same time, mm. you know? Yeah, I love that. That's good. All right. So last mm-hmm. thing before we go, uh, where can people find more about you and your company? Okay. Whether it's a website, Instagram, anything you mm-hmm. want to share. Um, so my Instagram is I am Guy Thorne and our website is uh, Future Point Dance. No, futurepoint.org. I'm sorry. I said futurepoint.org. Okay. Futurepoint.org. Um, and you can find more about myself and the show. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for taking all this time out to talk. Hopefully, some people like me learn a little more about dance <laughs> listening to this. Yes, sir. Brian, thank you, man. Thanks for having me on the show. 